2: We are so sorry about the ads. They are a nightmare in every way. But with your donations, we can get rid of ads someday.
0: Beautiful, Kevin. Mm, Thanks, Rob. Bach and Harnik are smiling (laughs) so big right now. (laughs) Friends, yes, we are back with a new plea. Much like those adorable puppets from Avenue Q, we are asking for you to give us your money. (laughs) For those of you who have headed over to
2: Patreon to throw a little money our way, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts.
0: Your contributions are the only budget we have for this show and it provided us a new soundboard and better studio space so a thank you thank you and as you know nothing is more fulfilling than talking to the legends of Broadway and
2: hearing them share their thoughts wisdom and talents with all of us however it does cost money
0: and if you want to help us keep the show going please head over to patreon.com that's P-A-T dot com. Search for Behind the Curtain And you can give as little as a dollar a month And trust me, that dollar will help us More than you will ever know
2: Plus, for certain monetary donations You will get to pick your favorite thing
0: And have advanced knowledge of our future guests So you can ask the legends your own questions Ooh Or you can simply leave canned goods and an original cast recording of How Now Dow Jones outside our doors if you don't want to contribute on Patreon.com. Truth. So once again, please
2: head over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Thanks. Thank
0: you. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's living legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain. And make sure to join our Facebook page at... Behind the Curtain, Broadway's living legend.
2: And follow us on Instagram at BroadwayCurtainPodcast. Plus, you can always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher. In
0: 1955, today's guest arrived in New York City with a dream to be on Broadway. Well, 60-plus years later, not only has his dream come true, his story and his work ethic have inspired countless artists to follow in his footsteps. Oh,
2: and what footsteps they are. Today's guest was in the original Broadway productions of, get ready, New Girl in Town, West Side Story on stage and on film, Redhead, Gypsy, Hello Dolly, Anyone Can Whistle, George M., The Iconic 1969 Our Town, Follies, Barnum, Sunset Boulevard, The Scarlet Pimpernel, and Trevor Nunn's Oklahoma, not to mention the countless regional theaters, summer stocks, and dinner theaters he has graced.
0: To tell us what it was like to work with such legends as Gwen Verdon, Bob Fosse, Hal Prince, Lee Remick, Jerome Robbins, Ethel Merman, Henry Fonda... And how he was the cover boy for After Dark magazine. <gasps> Here is the eternally oh, you youthful. Did your research. <laughs> oh my God. It is the <laughs> wonderful and youthful Harvey Evans. Hi guys. Oh my Hi, <laughs> Harvey. See,
2: I only read my part of the introduction, so I didn't even get to that part about he was on the cover of After We're, Dark how'd magazine. You find that out? Well, oh.
0: so um, when we yeah. Google you, because that's that's our main form of research now, is Google. There's the internet. A, yeah. The internet. There's this thing called Google Images. And so it shows photos of the person. And most of the photos, Harvey, are you on the cover of After Dark magazine with only a straw hat and a smile.
2: Oh, oh, we are finding that and we are going to share the
0: glory (laughs) that is you on that cover. It gets passed around a lot. And I hear amongst After Dark collectors, it's one of the most coveted (laughs) magazines. I'm not joking. Um, So, Harvey, how did that happen? How did you get on the cover of After Dark magazine?
1: It was because I got our town um, mm-hmm. and follies at the same time, more or less. Oh wow! And uh, <coughs> excuse me, Craig Zaden who was uh, mm. uh, worked for after Dark magazine, called me and said, uh, "We want to do an article on you. Uh, would you mind?" And I said, "No, no." And they said, "Would you send over some pictures?" So I sent over my pictures, and uh, they were rejected. Oh, and I I said. Why? And they said they're they're not up to date enough, and we want to send you to Ken Duncan, uh, to have your picture taken. Well, now Ken was one of those soccer He preferred nudes, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, like m- most of them did. And uh, I said, no, I can't go to Ken Duncan. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a boy from Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. And they said, well, we'll, we're going to pay for it, and. Uh, Please. Um, and I got to tell you that uh, five minutes working with Ken Duncan, I had my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> now, not, not totally right. completely closed off, but he took uh, some beautiful, beautiful yeah. pictures of me. Oh, wow. Yeah, the photos are gorgeous, yeah. and it's it's
0: it's such a cool spread, so congratulations <laughs> on that. Now, you said you grew up, you were a boy in Cincinnati. Yes. Um, so how did you discover the joys of theater living in Cincinnati? I don't know.
1: My mom and dad sent me to uh, um, tan- dancing school when I was young, uh, when maybe four or five years old, oh, wow. and they said I was shy. That's all they told me, and they always... They just said, we we were shy, so we sent you to dancing school. However, they must have done their research because they picked the best teacher in Cincinnati at that point. He was an old vaudevillian. Pep Golden was his name. Pep Golden. Yes, and he didn't teach uh, technique as much as he taught performance. Mm. So um, consequently, I think that helped me later in my life because I didn't worry so much about the technique of a step, but more or less what they wanted to do with that step. And I learned that from Liza Minnelli, too. She said, after the after they do the step, then watch their face. Mm.
0: Oh, and,
1: interesting. Um, and this teacher, uh, I mean, we did Eddie Cantor imitations and <laughs> Pal Joey and, and uh, Al Jolson and stuff like that. And then he'd send us out um, and we, we were a bunch of just little kids. Yeah. Uh, he'd send us out on weekends to do shows in the, at the workhouse or, uh, uh, the zoo, uh any place that we could get $5, right. you know,
0: and, and your and parents were supportive of this.
1: Very supportive oh, because I, I don't know why my, my father kind of always wanted to be in show business. He wanted to lead a band, but, uh, he, he they, we, we would go out on weekends and, uh, uh, so me and my little partner Patsy Heffern, we sort of grew up in the back of saloons, <laughs> and we thought we thought that was the norm. We didn't. Uh, I didn't realize other people didn't do show business either, you mm-hmm. know. And it wasn't made fun of in school or anything. Right, right, uh, right. But and I so never—that
2: you, was your extracurricular activity. Yeah, when you were growing up, basically, yeah. as you were yeah. already doing show
1: business. Yeah, huh. and then then at a certain age, I, I discovered. Uh, All this stuff on television, like we said, Ed Sullivan and stuff like that. And I started learning more about the, uh, the business and more about what... What variety is and right. everything, let and alone uh, a musical. which yeah. you had an iconic experience. Well, right? the, you know, every other day, every other Sunday, the, there was a number with Peter Gennaro or mm-hmm. Gwen or or Fosse. You know, and it seemed like uh, Fosse and Gwen and Peter and Carol Haney and all that—they switched numbers all the time. I, it wasn't—it wasn't the same number. But uh, I grew up knowing their work.
2: So you were familiar even in the early fifties. Yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, yeah. They were doing. I
1: was, uh, yeah, in fact, uh, I wanted to study with Peter Gennaro, Fossey was my idol, (sighs) Gwen Verdon was my biggest crush in the world, Uh, and I would know it from television. That's
2: incredible. And then... Didn't, I read somewhere that you saw Song of Norway, and that was a had an impact on your
1: life. It oh yeah. my god, you did good uh. work. <laughs> uh, yes, it did because it opened the classical door for me. Yeah, I mean, of all shows, uh, Song of Norway, I didn't see yeah, that one coming. But yeah, well, it was an old road company or yeah, something. Yeah. But but it had all that uh, Greek music, and uh, I I became fond of it, and it started my. Love of classical music, I think. And
2: so you graduate high school and then you just you say, you're I'm just going just to New York. I,
1: oh yeah, well that was the plan. My with my folks, you know. Um, you, you can go
2: college. You weren't going to. You like can have.
1: You can have a. Uh, I think maybe they said you can have a thousand dollars. You can go to college. Or you can go to New York. And uh, my dancing teacher Rita, who uh, was wonderful, but she had a group of of. Uh, m- m- people like me that, that were on the verge of mm. making it sort of, um, we had a dance team, and uh, she said, I want to send you kids to New York, to uh, Las Vegas. Oh. And my parents said, we're not... We didn't pay for all those classes for you to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> you are going to New York, buddy, whether you like oh. it or not. You know, <laughs> good parents. <laughs> to go oh, they were, uh, they were. They wow. were because what they did was in the tenth grade they came to New York with me and we, I studied from Ernest Carlos and people like that oh. here. Eleventh grade they let me come by myself. Oh, so okay. when I got to the twelfth grade, I sort of knew New York. And I knew Kenny Ermston who yeah. uh, who was a dancer from Cincinnati, so and you're he
2: already sort of m- figuring out how yeah. the, how New York because it's a that's a big kind of culture shock. for Oh, it was a culture shock.
1: Do you know, I remember crying on the wow. way to the bus oh. you, with my little suitcase. I felt like Lily.
0: Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> do you remember the first Broadway show you saw? Um, no, but it was around Can Can time. Mm. Maybe a little earlier. I saw Wish You Were Here. I saw Can Can. Uh, Oh, with the swimming pool on stage. Wish You Were Here. Yeah. Jack Cassidy. Oh, my favorite. Can Can was Can-can. really my favorite. Well, because yeah. yeah. yeah, Gwen, yeah, you know, and, uh, so that
2: was the first time you um, saw her on stage live.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah. So what yeah. was what was that experience like watching her? Now you didn't know her at that point, but what was
1: it like seeing this woman dance? Well, I had seen her dance on television, but on, so yeah, on television. I knew that, that that she was spectacular. Yeah, and then um, maybe I read something in Dance Magazine or something like that. Mm. But um, to watch her was unbelievable because she was the greatest dancer I'd seen what ever. Do you, what do you? And th- probably still is. Yeah,
0: agreed. I, I do not disagree with you. What do you think the greatest lesson you learned from Gwen Verdon?
1: Oh my God. Uh, there were so many, but, yeah. but um, uh, I don't know. Right off the top of my head, she had the ability to uh, be out, sell out front, but be able to watch behind her. 'Cause she'd give us notes. Oh um, right. that is such a good I know reflection. she would give us notes and we'd say, How did you see yeah. that? Yeah. you're out front performing. Right. You know, but uh um so maybe it's don't let ever don't ever let down in front yeah. of Winver. Yeah. <laughs> but she uh she didn't.
2: Th- that just shows the awareness she had while she was performing. Yes. That she could, could yeah. deliver, could give you that energy to to the young Harveys in the audience, and yet she's such a team player and knows exactly what's going on uh-huh. around her. I mean, that's Well, that's I think she also had
1: the best teacher in the world with Jack Cole. I mean, I mean whatever. We try to whatever. bring his
2: name up as much as
1: possible on this podcast. Well, he was our
2: leader, he was the, He you sort know, of created you know, jazz. Yeah, the, he did. The way we think of it today. You know, I
1: keep saying there would be no... F- Fossey or No Gower and nothing without Jack Hole. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, her, uh, uh, just don't let down. She never let down, I yeah. don't think. Uh, and she would go on uh, in whatever condition she was in. Mm. Uh, I remember she went through hell on New Girl in Town. Mm. George Abbott gave her hell. Oh. And she uh, was. Having trouble with the role, and she was he, he was at her, and you know she was going to uh, excuse me, Sandy Meisner to learn uh, to act, to learn to act, oh. and uh, he was as method as you could get. Right. so she. Came and brought all that to the theater. <laughs> now, that is so unlike jo- jo- uh, George Andrews. Oh, yeah. I because mean. he would say, Gwen, just say the line, Gwen. <laughs> 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 she'd be up there spending five minutes on some teary scene right right uh, <laughs> feeling this musical say the, the line room. Gwen <laughs> 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 a great memory.
0: I have to ask you what's it like being directed by George Abbott
1: well I didn't care for him yeah um, uh, first of all uh, when y- you're a dancer no matter uh, who you are you're almost always on the side of the choreographer mm. and mm-hmm. Fosse and George Abbott and how uh, um, Prince didn't care for for uh, his choreography during that period. Oh. So, so they gave they gave Fosse and Gwen a really rough time, and there was a, something called the the r- red light ballet that you. Uh, that was really dirty. It was a dirty ballet. Tell us uh,
0: about this for those of us who are unfamiliar with the red light ballet.
1: Well, uh, it was way, way before cabaret or before we saw girls laying on chairs with their legs in the air. And mm. you know, nineteen fifty-seven-ish.
2: I want to say fifty-seven-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, it was way ahead of its time, yeah. and uh, Gwen and Fosse loved it. So did we all loved it yeah. uh, because it was a. Uh, New. It was new. It was startling, um, but uh, but Hal Prince made it. He made us cut it in Philly, and then we, little by little, it got back. It got put put back in. Um, wow. But uh, it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. anyway.
2: This was your first Fosse show? Yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, it was my second, no, third. Okay, I had done, what what started me with Fosse was the National Company of Damn Yankees. Which,
2: am I right in saying that that was your first big job? Yeah, that was my first big job. So just to be clear, you had stars in your eyes, you wanted to work with Gwen Verdon and Bob Fosse, you went to New York City when you were 18 and you got your first job and you were working with... Bob Fossey. Yes. Okay. Just had to say that out loud. That's yes. And then, that, and, and I th- mean, <laughs> and
1: then I, I was lucky because uh, I wound up in L.A. I left the company of Damn Yankees in L.A. and he was uh, um, auditioning for Pajama Game, the movie of Pajama Game. Right. So uh, I got that, and then during that time, he said to me, um, "Would you consider coming back to New York?" And being in New Girl in Town. And I, I, I think, think I jumped, <laughs> a, a jumped 40 feet high, you know, and let, didn't let them know how excited I was. But I said, Of course I would. He said, You will have to audition, but you'll get it. So. Um, um, That's a nice audition. I know it <laughs> is. <laughs> Those are the best <laughs> yeah. ones. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> if that would happen now, oh, oh yes, my please. God. <laughs> audition, oh, but you'll oh, get it. Oh, oh, oh. Um,
0: so, your first time <laughs> meeting Bob Fosse, starstruck?
1: Oh, completely. Oh, we all had crushes on him. Yeah. Yeah, everybody did. Oh, And where did you audition for that that Damn Yankees? Was that
2: at a theater? Did, do you remember if, if it was, I mean, was he at the first audition when you were auditioning? Yeah,
1: it was at the 46th Street Theater, which, huh. w- which, which was where Damn Yankees was playing. Which mm. is where the Richard Rodgers Theater is, uh-huh. you where know, the, the Hamilton is. And uh, we auditioned and got it. And so
0: let's talk about when you were auditioning. Nowadays, you have to go into a room, and there's a tiny little room like the one we're in now, and there's 40 auditions and a million sides. What was auditioning like when you were first starting out?
1: Well, first of all, there weren't so many people, yeah, which uh, eliminates uh, that long wait that you have to go sign up at f- 5 in the morning right. and, and all that. I don't know. I haven't auditioned in years, so I don't really know. But uh, also, you auditioned on a stage, which is a lot easier. I think so. It's not in a room. It's yeah. on a stage. And you can bring your... Uh, bigness or whatever it is to that stage and they can see you on a stage um it very seldom happens anymore Mm -hmm. but um it was easier to audition then Mm -hmm. and they and they you might have been one of five Mm -hmm. instead of one of 30 or one of 50
2: and dance calls were were they held on the stage like uh, you uh-huh. know like we see in a chorus line you know like the movie or something yes, like that on uh-huh. stage yeah but there weren't thirty thousand uh, exactly of them. That, yeah uh-huh. wow and then would fos was Fossey running the audition or was he just sitting in the back no room? no
1: he would run the audition oh yeah oh yeah uh-huh. yeah George Abbott would. Mm, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have listened to George Abbott. <laughs> we just didn't care for George Abbott. Yeah. And he he uh, w- he gave line readings. Right. He's known for that. And right? Yeah. And uh, and suddenly you're studying acting, and the s- director's telling you to do a line reading, and you go. Well, w- wait a minute. That's not what I've been learning. Right, my, I got to find my, my truth. Yeah, in my school yeah. here, uh, you, you know. <laughs> and it, but it's George
2: Abbott. So I mean, even then, he was. He's, I feel like he was
1: perpetually old, but he was. Well, you he, know. he 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 was. Uh, he wasn't uh, mean. He was just sort of not there. And mm. on on the movie Pajama Game, I don't know what he did. He got paid for. <laughs> he was just around all the time. <laughs> um, it's just I mean, In New like, Girl Town, at least he he was there. He didn't quite know what to do with that project because yeah, uh, right. it was a um, Anna Christie to music. You know, yeah, uh, it was strange. But uh, what was your go-to audition song? I don't remember. It was so long ago. But the one I used to do for like follies and stuff, "After Today" from Doctor Doolittle oh wow right, I don't know good. why <laughs> I chose that and then I would s- I would do uh tonight at eight as a medley with um, tonight at eight um, I would mix it up with uh nine o'clock from uh, from but I would use eight o'clock <laughs> so uh, so I uh, I'd sing most of the song about eight o'clock, yeah. and then when it got to at nine o'clock, she said nine o'clock, I would change it to eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a genius. That's thinking. That's what, I don't know. I don't know. I like that. But
1: uh, m- I think my, my favorite audition that worked was uh, for Annie Warbucks. Um, <gasps> oh, the sequel. Um, yes. Yeah, m- uh, Marty said, sing something funny. And it was for the butler. It was a little, little, tiny role. uh, Sing something funny. So I thought, what's funny? What's funny? What's funny? (gasps) I know. I'll sing, I don't remember Christmas, but I'll sing it to you instead of you. I'll sing it to you, my butler friend, that I'm firing. (laughs) So... Every time I got to Hugh, you really Marty <laughs> would start <laughs> laughing, exactly. and then I'd start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's, uh, I don't remember Christmas, and I don't remember Hugh. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs>
2: See, that is that is thinking outside the box for a comedy <laughs> song. <laughs> yes. That is very <laughs> smart. And did you
0: meet Martin Charnin when you were doing West Side Story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was still there. So yeah. what was it like going into West Side Story?
1: Oh, scarier than hell! Yeah. How come? Oh How come? my God! I had two weeks, um, uh, and I think I was the first total. Uh, the there had been swings that had gotten the job, but I think I was the total first replacement. Mm. Um, and um, they gave me a little um, ceremony before I went in, um, and. Uh, it was very scary. Well, because the I show
2: mean, was set, and you're replacing, so this yeah. team has
1: already been going on.
2: They've already gone through their crazy rehearsals that we've heard a lot about because we've interviewed a lot of them, and and then you have to, uh, replacing is not the easiest job. I mean, it really oh, is a it, terrible job because, because you kind of have to fit into, even though you know the moves, you yeah. kind of like have to well, fit you into have that to world.
1: Please everyone, you <laughs> right? know, and you, you 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 know no. So Wes, I especially there's Jerry Robbins you want to please more than anybody. Right. Um, so that was uh, that was rough, that my transition into West Side Story. It did Until it, I calmed down, and it was just Right, and great. then you become a part of the group and all mm-hmm. of that.
0: Yeah. Um, what was it like working with Jerry Robbins? What did you admire about him so much?
1: The fact that he... Which is also what you don't admire about him. But the fact that he was never satisfied with his own work... Mm. And that made him difficult with other people Mm. because he would expect it sometimes to see it and it wasn't very good what he saw. Um, uh, And he never settled, and so you never settled. So the the reason people get, you know, he did scream at people um, was because I think he felt that they were letting him down. Mm. Um, That happened, I think, with... Well, Russ Tamblin was a movie star already, so let's face that. And Michael Kidd camouflaged him in Seven Brides (laughs) so brilliantly that you thought, everybody thought he was a dancer. And he wasn't, he was a gymnast. And uh, so he had trouble with Jerry Robbins choreography. He also didn't Mm -hmm. want to come to ballet class at Eight in the morning, you know, because Jerry would run yeah. class. Oh yeah, Jerry taught class most of the time. Uh, I was lucky because b- both Bob Fosse and Jerry Robbins mentored me. Right, um, essentially your 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 yeah. mentors, but also dance teachers, really. I mean, well, yeah. And Jerry brought Jerry took me aside many times and explained what a step meant, and uh, and and all that. And even then, I knew how lucky I was yeah. to yeah. Uh, to. Have that happened? Yeah. It wouldn't
0: happen now. Right. Um, like what would you say are the major differences between Mr. Fossey and Mr. Robbins? Well,
1: Mr. Robbins, um, well, I better watch out here. Mr. Fossey had a limited amount of steps, and he knew that. And he always said, I have a limited amount of steps, which meant he also had a limited amount of choreography. Jerry just took whatever the property was and said, okay, now we're going to do it this way. And so that's why Fiddler is different than Dances at a Gathering or, or all his stuff is different because he didn't, he didn't have a style. He put the style of the show... Or the ballet into his style. Um, And Fossey didn't. Mm. Um,
0: Well put. uh, Yeah, well well, Very well put. How are they similar?
1: They're all based on Jack Cole. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. Back to Jack Cole again. Yeah. Back to Jack Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Asymmetric, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially Fossey, Bobby. And that was Gwen, too, her influence.
0: Um, right, because she danced yeah. with Jack, right?
2: I mean, didn't she? oh yeah, yeah she yeah. was Jack's assistant. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's go back to West Side Story. If we made the uh, film version of West Side Story, how did that come into your? I don't
1: you- know. <laughs> I don't. We we all we all auditioned. Everybody that did the show, I think, got an audition for the movie, and uh, I got a call back to uh, come in and do riff. I came in and do riff and, and did riff. And then I got another call back, just uh, a general audition. And um, I had gone into Gypsy at that point, oh, and right. everybody said, you know, y- you left West Side Story, that's a blow to you. Then now you're going to leave Gypsy to do the movie of West Side. And they said you're never going to work for Jerry, but I said, "But I'm going to work for Jerry three. This is the third time. So right. what's your point here? What's the problem here? here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he took me out of uh, um, um, Gypsy and wow. and did the I did the and movie.
2: You, gypsy was with Ethel Merman, Was yeah. she still in it. Yeah, mm, yeah,
1: that must have been yeah wild to share the stage with. Well, Ms. I got uh, I'm I I don't think I'm ever supposed to talk about this because. There, there was maybe going to be a lawsuit or something. But Gypsy, Paul Wallace and I got real close to each getting it. Uh, he got it, but um, they were ready to fire him out of town. Mm. Uh, when Arthur Lawrence gets a hate on for somebody, <laughs> yeah, you know, watch heard. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we've heard that. Um, and he didn't care for Paul so much. but uh, And I thought I was going to maybe they were going to replace Paul before mm-hmm. it came in. They didn't. Um, first of all, the, the number started working for Gypsy. Mm-hmm. It wound up being Gypsy's number instead of Tulsa's number because mm-hmm. you watched her, and and she was so pathetically yeah. little girlish yeah. and all that. And then also she started, he, Paul, started dating Ethel Merman's daughter. Oh. So... <laughs> So anyhow, but I got to then. But then what happened was uh, when I got West Side Story, um, Ruthie Mitchell said, uh, "You're gonna, um, uh, we're gonna put you on because Paul is really losing his voice, and we don't want to have to have no cover here when you leave. So we're gonna let you do three weeks." So I got to do Tulsa for three weeks with Merman.
0: Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. So, uh, what is it like sharing a stage with her?
1: Well, I was in love with her. Oh. I I, th- I thought she was fantastic, and you know, people would say, "Oh, she's marking the show," and I thought she's not marking the show. She's. I watched her cry every night. Huh. Um, I I just loved her. Um, okay. uh, she <laughs> she was. Uh, I got to because I did West Side and Ruthie Mitchell and Lo Harden were the stage managers of that. I got to go into their room every night. That was my first stop when I came through the stage door to go into the stage manager's room and Ethel would come in and tell us the news of the day and uh what what really she, two or three things I I've said this before. I hope I'm I am repeating, but first of all, she found out she came in and she went, oh, I just heard Tab Hunter's gay. <laughs> well, that made us all laugh a lot. And yeah. then she, Billie Holiday died, and she went to Billie Holiday's funeral. Oh. And then she went to see Lena Horn at the Waldorf, and she said, you know, we forget how beautiful she is and how well she sings, but she's saying great. So
0: mm-hmm. oh, that's that's
1: special. Yeah, she could admire
2: another mm-hmm.
1: broad.
0: Now to go back for a second, did you leave West Side Story on stage to go do Redhead? Mm-hmm. Redhead is one of my favorite musicals. <laughs> <things. laughs> I love how much you love it, and it just it doesn't get done anymore. Mm-mm. It just doesn't get done anymore. So can you share some experiences about what it was like
1: working on Redhead? There's no Gwen Verdon anymore. That's, uh, there it is. That's totally it. Mm-hmm. I think. There are there are capable dancers. There are capable singers. They are capable personalities. But they're not all, nobody allows them to be all three. And one of my friends said, the trick to working in show business now is be mediocre. Mm. Because if you're too good, you're going to scare the people. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to hire you. Mm. And if you're not that good, you won't get the job. So um, I think it's because there's no Gwen. Mm. Um, it wasn't the greatest show in the of world course. either.
0: So you you did the movie of, of West Side Story. Yes. Um, it's a huge hit. It, yes. An incredibly huge hit. Yeah. Um, what is that like, seeing your face 50 feet high on the screen?
1: Well, it, we didn't know. Uh, first of all, they kept telling us, we don't know if this movie's going to work or not. Oh. Now we think it might be an art house movie, so uh, so don't don't uh, don't go around telling your friends you're in the best movie ever because we just don't know.
0: Well, who uh, was who this? The studio or General yeah, the Robinson? studio.
1: Uh, everyone there, maybe not Jerry.
0: It's an art house film. <laughs> it's an art yeah, house. yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so when we finally saw a preview at Grauman's. It was 80 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were 80 feet tall on the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a shock. Cause and we, we and never who were
2: you in it? Uh, do, what was your name in the, in the Mouthpiece. Okay. Smaller, oh, yeah, I remember smaller it. It yeah. Well, your guitar in, uh, in, on stage. That's just I was curious.
0: You also did the movie of Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. You were Chimney Sweep. You were yeah. a Chimney Sweep. What was it like working for the Disney Corporation?
1: Well, I was working for the, the at that point the Disney was not cheap like it is now, yeah, and you didn't have to worry about anything uh, uh, and as a job, it was lovely now, that was mainly because it was Mark Bro and Dee, Dee Wood who were two of the loveliest people you've ever known mm. and um, also disney uh, I had just come from m g m from silk stockings or something, uh, where where MGM was a little prison-like. Disney was flowers and Mm -hmm. and landscape, and and they only charged you uh, what the the meal cost them Uh and the commissary. And uh, um, I know he was a bircher, and I know he didn't like blacks or Jews or gays or whatever, but... uh, um, it was a joy to work for him, and he would come back on his little uh, uh, golf court and bring a uh, golf cart and bring like of Hopper and Luella Parsons and Charles Lawton and people like that back, uh, because we did. We we took the job not knowing it it was other than another movie yeah. job it was or a gig. other. Yeah. yeah, it was a gig, yeah. Yeah. and. Uh, um, when uh, Dee Dee approached me, I, I said, "Dee Dee, I'm acting. I'm, I'm doing something at uh, uh, CBS, and uh, I, I, I'd rather just keep acting." And she said, "Well, okay, but Burt Michaels and um, she named a whole list of the my favorite dancers on the West Coast." And I thought, "Okay, you, yep. you got me. Here we go. You know, <laughs> you know.
0: Why did you not move to
1: the West Coast?" Yeah. I thought it was not a; it would be a dumb move. But I don't know why I thought that. Uh, I loved it out there, and uh, um, you seem to be going back and a lot. It's, uh, no, I, I stayed out there. I okay. did a lot, of, a lot of dancing on television and yeah. stuff like that. But um, I don't, I don't know why I never thought of moving back. And th- the reason I did move back was because Herb Ross offered Tucker and I. Anyone can whistle. Aha! Uh-huh. So let's good talk transition. About this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> oh, God, I'm talking so much. No, we, we it's this. delicious. Um, um, so anyone can whistle. Nine performances? Is I think right? so. Yeah. Well, we never, Tucker and I never assumed it would be anything but a major hit. Right. After uh, Gypsy and um, yes, all the uh, and West and all the other stuff. So when when he said you want to. Do that. We went. Oh my God! Yes, and uh, uh, we lived in uh, Gene Gavin's dump, dumpy apartment, <laughs> and, uh, and um, so rehearsals and uh, fell in love with the property. Did you know everybody that uh, there was only one person, and he was a soap opera guy, who who didn't seem to me that they would have s- laid under a s- subway. For that show, really? Uh, Yeah, we all we all wished it the best, and uh, and uh, even though there were uh, moments with Angela where they were going to get rid of her and all that, she wanted another song. Yeah, Yeah, and then people died. Everybody started dying in it, and um, like in the show. Yeah.
0: Oh, Henry Lasko Henry
1: Lasko died, and then uh, Tucker fell in the pit one night. What? And then uh, because he fell in the pit. A musician had a heart attack and died the next day. I
2: never knew any of this. Yeah.
1: Oh, anyone can whistle was fraught with, oh. uh, is that the word? Uh, sure. With uh, with problems. Oh. I mean, I think I always say we uh, we never drank as much as we did at the Variety Club <laughs> at any show I've ever been in of uh, anyone can whistle because <laughs> we wanted it to succeed so badly right. and uh, and. Uh, and we sort of knew it wouldn't
0: what uh, was it about that was so special that wa- made you wanted to succeed
1: special it was uh, um it was ahead of its time and it said things that hadn't been said before yeah and um although in reality it was ahead of its time but 3 Months later, it was behind its time it's mm. funny yeah. it's funny how i I don't quite understand uh and then it was confusing for the audience um and uh it was mean sort of mm. um, you know it had its problems with angela um She wanted to play it a certain way, and they wanted her to be a cream puff, and she had just come off uh, Manchurian Candidate, Mm. and the other one all fall down, and she wanted to be nice in it, and they didn't want that. They wanted the comedy, mean comedy, and she finally went back to it uh, accidentally. Um, How it happened, it seemed, my recollection is that... um, Henry Lasco did have a heart attack and he couldn't perform so the understudy was put on and that afternoon we walked in and Arthur said the understudy is going to go on tonight we're going to rehearse the understudy well Angela said her first line well where's your line he didn't know he didn't know his he didn't know one line oh I don't goodness. think and so after about five lines, Angela started laughing. <laughs> then Arthur started laughing, and the two of them sort of broke the ice that way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now that's another Rashomon story where you think, did well, that, that really happen? But I know that they were going to fire Angela. I mean, I, I was uh, uh, privy to some of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do they do that thing where there's another actress coming in to watch the show? Oh,
1: Nancy Walker was, yeah. Oh, there it they, is. oh, They had Nancy Walker in the third row very visible oh. for all of us. Wow. I know. That's so wild they That's used so to do mean. that.
0: They That's so they mean. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you were out of town, I think you were out of town in Philly with uh-huh. that Arthur Lawrence kept telling you it's uh, Philly audiences aren't going to get it, but New York audiences will, don't <coughs> worry.
1: That's exactly what he say he said uh, you know, we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we'll take New York, but we won't take Philly. Um, and then uh, people used to uh, once Harry Gardino was taking his bow, and somebody in the, fr- some man in the first row stood up and gave him the finger. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, what's, oh no, what, uh, he didn't give him the finger, he gave him a thumbs down. Oh so on Harry's bow, he gave him the finger.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's a very combative theater. That's incredible. <laughs> no. but but see, was... that
1: that first act was combative because uh, the uh, the theater rose came on and we were the audience and we laughed at the real audience. Yeah. Now that that that's hard to do. Yeah. hard to take for an audience. Yes, yes. yeah, really hard imagery. That's bold. Uh, very bold that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And then you were in the um, original production of Hello Dolly. No, I was in the Road Company. Oh, sorry, in the Road Company. Yeah. But eventually, you made your way to New York. Is that correct with it or no? Yeah, no. You were on the road
1: with Carol. I can't, I can't. I spent a year with Carol, right? And then uh, Eve Arden came in, um, and that was wonderful. And then maybe a year later, they needed a Barnaby, and they called and said, uh, "Would you do it?" And uh, fortunately, uh, my friend Will Mackenzie, who uh, lives on the West Coast now. Uh, we're the best of friends, and we were the yeah. Cornelius and Barnaby. Oh, and my and we uh, we couldn't, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there couldn't have been a better association. It's like dynamic, yeah. Now, I have to ask about this because I think this is
0: so fascinating. You were doing so many musicals, and then our town comes into your orbit. Um, and very quickly, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to review some of the people that were in the cast with you. Ed Bagley. Um, John Fiedler, Henry Fonda, Margaret Hamilton, Mildred Natwick, John Randolph. This was a company. This was a real. And you're George. And i you're mean George. And I George, George.
1: I was scared to death. I would have been. I would
0: have been too. How does this happen?
1: Um, I did a I did a, a screen test for Dalton Trumbo, for Johnny Got His Gun. I don't know if you know the mm. play. The, the, Book or the movie. Um, Do you know Trump wrote? Yes. Okay. Well, he he was an idol because he was blacklisted and all that. Um, And for some reason, Donald Driver got a hold of my screen test and called me and said, "Um, You're not going to believe this, but you don't have to audition. I've seen your screen test and I want you to play George. And of course, I was thrilled. And then I was petrified. I mean, that first day, uh, yeah. I just wanted to get everybody's autograph. And, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. I learned a lot from Fonda. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he. He was the stage manager in that. Yeah. Yeah. He cut me down. Well, no, I wouldn't say half, but he. Took away a lot of my extra stuff that I didn't need to do. Now, if you watch his movies, you will see his work. Uh, if you zero in on just his work, he's so minimal mm. and he's so believable that he got me to do sort of a Fonda performance oh, uh, wow. with it. What uh, a
2: great mentor!
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a lovely production yeah. and uh we were sorry it never happened. It was when um uh, everybody was naked on Broadway, oh. you know, Noel coward with the naked people right. and this and that and that. and uh, uh the critic uh, for the times came out and said we don't I don't like this play. So uh, we 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 fought an up, up against an uphill thing. Yeah. Otherwise we would have been the sensation of Broadway that right, season. Right. And uh, it's a shame because uh, somebody came along afterwards and Robbie Benson was in it and Hal Holbrook, I guess. I don't know. And it got televised, and it was not nearly as good as yeah. ours. Just
2: timing. I mean, it was it was, yeah. it was a different time. I yeah, guess.
1: and we, we, we went to the West Coast to... Uh, we, we we were booked a certain amount of time, and then during that time, the audience caught on to it. Yeah. But it was the same with Westside, too. Um, they booked it somewhere else, and then it suddenly picked up business, and we had to go to the—that's why I didn't go to the West Coast with Westside. Oh. But this I did, and it's a shame because had we stayed on Broadway, we could have run a lot longer. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. First. Was yours televised? Was your Our Town no, filmed or anything? Nothing. Nothing. So it just disappeared. Nothing. Just disappeared. Uh, besides um, Henry Fonda, what was it like working with, uh, let's say, Mildred uh, Natwick oh, or I'm John Randolph? You. Okay.
1: So uh, there's a scene in Our Town, surreal scene where uh, uh, we're both at the wedding, but we're really not at the wedding, and and it's very confusing, and it's it's very hard to work. Out and and uh, <clears throat> so one night on Broadway, we're doing this scene, and she goes, "You're upstaging me." <laughs> <laughs> you know what could be worse. So I, at intermission, I go to her room, and I say, "Millie, I'm I'm so sorry. What happened was a light was blocking the was." I was standing in front of it, and it was blocking her light to get on her face. Yeah. So I moved upstage. So she could uh, be seen. Yeah. So she could be seen, but that means that she's I'm upstaging her. And anyhow, I said, I'm so sorry. And she went, Oh honey, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, I never knew what that scene meant anyhow. <laughs> and I said, Neither did I. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, when
0: you had worked with Hal Prince previously, it was as a producer. He's your producer, and now he's going to be your director in Follies, director and producer, I should say, in
1: Follies. So, how does Follies come around for you? I got a call to audition, and I came. I was in California, and I came back, and I auditioned, and and uh, they said, "It's yours." So, what were rehearsals like? This is such a seminal piece of well music rehearsals computer. were with michael Bennett now too. yeah rehearsals were so scattered and and so uh episodic that uh you didn't know what the book was even oh. and uh um you just did it, you just did what you were told, and then hoping it would all fit together mm. and uh uh, and when
2: did that moment? Was there a, a, a seminal moment where you thought, "Oh my gosh, no, we, we got
1: this"? No, there wasn't actually. Huh. It was little by little by little. Yeah, you know. And then we heard Yvonne saying, "I'm still here," and and um, um, Fifi couldn't remember her lines ever. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny thing: Eth- Ethel Chatea, and Fifi were always competitive, um, um, and one time. We were called into rehearsal, and there was no seat for Fifi. Wow. Um, but And so Ethel looked around, and she went, Squat a vu, Fifi. <laughs> 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 uh, Squat Kind of love that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Gene Nelson. You were supposed to be a young Gene Nelson, right? Yeah. So tell us about working with Gene Nelson.
1: Well, w- we were told to... Uh, absorb as much of as the older people as we could so we could be l- a little bit like them yeah. you know and i had uh Gene Nelson what well, was one of my favorite movie star dancers um hmm. on an equal with Fred uh, with Gene Kelly i thought oh my um and so it was a a a dream At first. And uh, then when I found out he was just a normal guy, it was even better. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I I wouldn't say we bonded, but we weren't, we weren't, uh, we were pretty close, pretty tight. What was audience reaction like? Oh, Oh, they hated it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so. Oh, my God, they left in, uh, all through the run, they left in rows. (laughs) <laughs> How do you keep your enthusiasm up when you're seeing people walking out? Because you know that it's a, a, a project that uh, enough good people had told us that this is exceptional. Uh, and we knew that the material was, uh, the, the trouble was, it was so episodic that you didn't feel like you were really part of it. Mm. You you were a little bit of a part of it, but all we did were our numbers, and that was just about it. You, you come know? on, you do your thing, and then yeah, out uh-huh. you go. And mo- most of the people were like that too. The uh, older people, they'd come on and do their number and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew uh, we had something special, but uh, we didn't know what where it would take us or what happened or or whether we'd run or not. Uh, Are you surprised by how beloved the show is now? Yes, of course.
0: Do you go and see subsequent productions of it? I know you've, dire- I you've directed to. them, right?
1: I directed some, and I played Buddy in some. Yes. Um, um, and because I've done that, I don't care to see it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had it. Yeah. It's like uh, I'm fall east out. I know line. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like n- now I know line readings. and But that's one of the troubles with um, being older is that I don't want to see anyone else do Gypsy because Ethel Merman's line readings are yeah. in my head, right. and none of them are as good as hers to yeah. me. Mm. And um, the same with Follies. Uh, no one will ever top Dorothy Collins. Um, yeah. uh, no, so I don't go see f- the Follies much. Uh, who
0: did Lacage on the Road for quite some time?
1: I think about a year, yeah. And who was who your George opposite you? Larry. Larry Kurt. Larry. Oh, what a West Side reunion. oh I f- yeah, forgot to explain all that. Yeah, that was wonderful because uh, uh, Larry, since West Side Story, has been the leader of our little group, which consisted of Marty Charnon and Jeannie Charnon and Alan Johnson and, and a whole lot of good people. Since then, we've all fallen apart or gotten hmm. Alzheimer's or whatever. <laughs> but um, Larry was our leader, and we listened to him and he was extremely funny to us. Now, to other people, he was a little brazen and a little bit snotty, but we understood him so well. So, when this job came along and I knew he was sick with um, AIDS, yeah. uh, I thought, th- this is perfect. I get to be with Larry for a year. Mm. You know, it yeah. doesn't scare me. I don't care what's, you yeah. know, I just get to be with Larry. And he was still strong and, and able to do a brilliant job. As we went on, he got a little bit weaker and a, a little bit. Uh, wow. um, but, but that was how uh, Larry Kirk... Kirk came. Um, uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> well, Leroy and I uh, always... Uh, share parts. You know, he right. does it there. I'll right. do yeah. it here. Applause. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And we were at Fritz and Barry's for a party and Leroy said, Well you know, Fritz, I can't really do that last company because I, I have to do Lorelei or something. <laughs> and, I, and I can't uh I can't do it. And jokingly I said, "Well, then I'll do it. I, I'll, I do everything you do, anyhow." And Fritz went, "Oh, okay." And two weeks later, I get this phone call saying, "We've set an audition up for you for Arthur." And I said, "No, no, no! I was kidding. I was kidding. Please." And I, it was too late to get out of it. Uh, and so uh, when I went in, they they put, "Oh my God!" They made spent three hours making you up and putting you in a dress and oh my. all that. And it had nothing, absolutely nothing about being gay or anything. It was only that there was another human being in that mirror besides me. That's right. And I thought, well, this is what people work for all their lives. That's right. Yeah. And so I, I took
0: it. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did audiences across the country react to the show? Well,
1: we thought... We played Shreveport, Louisiana, Ooh. and I thought, Larry, I said to him, I am not getting near you tonight. When you sing song in the Sand, yeah. I'll be four feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't you know they stood up just like uh, every other audience? Yeah. It's built in. I mean, uh, Arthur or Jerry or whoever does, built in the Hello Dollies and the mm. and, uh, Lakage. It's just built in where you walk down and the audience... Yeah, well, they go crazy. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I wanted to jump back for a second, if I may. Um, and that is uh, on Follies, you worked with Michael Bennett. So, what was it like working with Michael Bennett?
1: Well, we knew he was going to be a genius. You oh, knew. did? You knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we stayed clear of we, meaning maybe Kurt Peterson and I, and Marty Rolfe. Virginia was out there doing her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no no, it's okay. Um but uh but we because Arthur because Hal and Michael were at each other every minute on that show. Yeah about how, how they each wanted to make it work and how each had a different approach. Michael wanted more jokes and he wanted a crystal ball and, he, and, and, and Hal just wanted more words. And uh, Anyhow, we stayed away from, mm-hmm. from any conflict we had to get into or did get into. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into it because we stayed away from it. So I never really got to uh, say... Be in Michael's camp or be in House camp. I tried to be in both camps. And, right,
2: uh, yeah. Switzerland, <laughs> Switzerland. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that same happened to me uh, when I came into Gypsy. Uh, Sandra Church and oh. Merman were having a feud, and uh, Sandra grabbed me, yeah. and I became part of Sandra Church's little group. Uh, mm. uh, so, yeah, it's interesting how the territory, the all, dynamics, you know, the dynamics mm-hmm. of that all Indeed. works. Ahead,
2: oh, yes. uh, I'm just going to say the word sextet. What was sextet? With Ooh. Dixie Carter. It was
1: fabulous. Yeah? It, well, it's it, as a piece of theater, it probably stunk. <laughs> <laughs> but five out of six of us, um, not including Mary Small,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, bonded like crazy. Uh, Dixie was fantastic. She and Jerry Lanning had an affair during it. Um, we got the director fired, (laughs) Jared Barkley. Yeah. What, what?
2: Oh, go ahead. Because.
1: He wasn't coming around. He thought he could choreograph it. And, (laughs) and, uh, he, he just wasn't coming around. And, uh, um, but otherwise, because Jerry Lanning was like our leader. Yeah. Uh, we had great fun. What was it? Was it a book musical? It was a book musical, uh, a book musical yeah. about uh uh th- uh three, three couples. Um a gay couple, me and Bobby Spencer and mm-hmm. uh Dixie and uh um uh, Jerry and uh, the Mary Small and her boyfriend, whatever. John Newton. Was it? Yeah. Oh, according to is? this it's John Newton, huh? yeah. Yeah. Not a hit. He was good. Oh, not a hit at all. No, no. But <laughs> but we had we and we had one of the old time stage managers, May Muth, I think her name was. Yeah. Wow. And she was like Mammy Yoko. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> she we used to love her like you couldn't believe. I wish we would have run longer because uh, um and Dixie and Dixie was married to sort of a gangster, a semi-gangster, and we thought, well, we're all going to die. Right, she's having an affair. Yeah, she's having an affair with Jerry Lanning, and he's married, and and we're all going to be murdered.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Instead, you just
1: had the critics. Instead, instead. (laughs) the critics
2: did it instead.
0: (laughs) Um, So let's talk then about Barnum. Mm. Yeah. Um, So you're offered a standby to Jim Dale, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And
1: you were eager to you were okay being a standby uh, I uh, I had to talk myself into it mm. my dad had just died and uh, and I knew that that an, an awful amount of work had gone into it and I was aware that the first couple days I could tell that um, most of the people were circus people in it and uh, um, how do I put it they had they don't didn't really know much about me, mm. and they didn't know I had done right. some Broadway yeah. stuff. You've been around, and Glenn didn't help that situation at all. Glenn Close, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, at, when I did Sunset with her, it was the total opposite. We fell in love with each other. Okay, but on Barnum. Um, it was rough because she she didn't want me. She wanted Jim to do every performance, and and she'd get jealous if like one time I brought Liza Minnelli backstage. Uh, oh wait, I'm talking about Galana. I shouldn't.
2: No, you're all right. you, you haven't careless. said anything. I
1: like her, but so. Yeah. Can you? How did you know hey. Liza? By the way,
2: how did you guys become friends? I did
1: six Judy Garland shows. Uh, what? Well, I danced on six Judy Garland shows. How did
2: we not talk about that yet? That's, um, wow. Okay, uh, six Judy Garland shows. And, uh, <laughs> but I,
1: I had, I met Liza in New York actually when she was doing Best Foot Forward. But, but we, uh, I think she, uh, she and I did a couple Garland's together, the yeah. Christmas show mainly. And you guys clearly uh, hit it off. Um, yeah, and uh, we, I was there. We sat together uh, for the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did six of the. I did a, a, a couple of those yeah. Big Crosby specials. I think it's pretty awesome
2: that <laughs> you started out, you were doing New Girl in Town, this early Fossey shows. And then, fast forward Past the '80s, you're doing Scarlet Pimpernel, Sunset Boulevard, like the, the this sort of like new version of musical theater. I, I think it's a kind of awesome and amazing that you your career flowed with the
1: times as the well, evolution yeah. of, the, of the golden art, age, the conceptual musical. You, you like literally
2: traveled through time with musical but I theater. I think
1: that it, that was dictated because that was all that was around. Sure, sure. It's mm-hmm. funny though. Uh, I can't remember one thing from Scarlet Pimpernel, but I can do all of West Side Story for you. I <laughs> love. That. I can't. It would, Doug still started singing. I don't over the ra- bridge, and I thought, "What is he singing?" About, yep, that's right? what I thought when I saw it and too. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, sorry. Then, then I sorry. saw Sunset again with Glenn, yeah. and I thought, I. <laughs> I swung that show. I did every single one of these lyrics. Right, you watched I don't it. Remember you any of them?
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a different different oh piece huh? uh, now. Oh, Shelby, what you doing? That's okay. I prefer the Golden Age too, my friend. <laughs> yeah, um, but also uh, in terms of movie musicals, you were also in Enchanted. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And Silk Stockings. Yeah. And the Girl Most Likely. Um, for Gower? Yeah. Um,
0: oh, yeah, you worked with Gower Champion. We didn't even get a chance to discuss that yet. So what was it like working for Gower Champion?
1: Well, I love Gower. He he uh, um, he gave me a private audition for that movie for um, The Girl Most Likely. Oh. Um, what happened? what happened was that Tucker Smith and I, who I talked about, Mm -hmm. we both got in damn Yankees at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, we probably were bad, but we, I think we used to try and outsell each other. Yeah, sure. And (laughs) you were young, (laughs) you were young. And, uh, anyhow, it was a very good night for me. I remember. (laughs) Um, and Gower was in the audience. This is in LA. Mm -hmm. And I, and it's true. My, uh, I just worshipped Martin Gower, mm. and I said to him how much I loved him, and he said, "Well, I enjoyed you too very much." Mm. And uh, I, I said, "Thank you." Then I read in the Variety out there that he was casting this musical, mm. and I wrote him and said, "I met you backstage. Is there any chance I could audition for you?" For you. And I he wrote me back and said, "Yeah, come in." And I had a private audition. Wow. Uh, and then got to be in this... That was my first big movie thing. Jane Powell. Oh, my goodness. It's not bad. (laughs) This has been
0: so wonderful, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming in and sharing your memories with us. Did we do okay? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We did
2: really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going to ask you one last question, if I can. Um, What advice would you give to yourself that's just getting off the bus from Ohio uh, and coming into New York City back in the 1950s. What do you know
1: now that you wish you had known then? I think I knew more then. (laughs) I don't know. I always thought this, so it's not a new thought. But you really have to love the business Mm. more than you love yourself in the business. Mm. Because it doesn't... Ever work out the way you want it to, and that's how you can deal with the disappointments. Uh, um, just keep working. I, I've said that before. I, my name's been above the title. It's been below the title. It's right. Been, oh, uh, but the point is, usually I've kept working, and and um, you can find you can find as much value in the ensemble as you can in a lead. Good day, Mr. Thomas. Good day, Mr.
0: Schneider. Well, it has happened. We finally hit over 100 iTunes reviews, and we'd like to thank each and every person who took the time to do so. Huzzah! Now
2: (laughs) we want to climb those charts even faster, and that is where you lovely folks who
0: have not yet rated us come in. The process is very simple. On your podcast app, tap the search tab, enter our name behind the curtain, Broadway's Living Legends, tap the search key, tap our beautiful logo, tap the reviews, Tap, write a review, then tap your way into our hearts. <laughs> tap your troubles the away.
2: It's nice, Rob. Once you are there, you can rate us from one star to five stars. Think of one star as Hervé V. <laughs> Rob, how do you say this name? Hervé Villechaize. Oh dear, God. I walked right into that one. Think of one star as Hervé jazz and Ima Sumac in sideshow, and five stars as front row seats to the opening night of Gypsy.
0: Buddy Keith, me. Yeah, they keep me for the first time. I thought that was pretty good. We want to get good reviews, Rob. We want to get good reviews. Excuse me, Arthur Lawrence. (laughs) Excuse me for trying to liven up our commercial ads a little bit.
1: Eight-minute-long commercial.
0: (laughs) It's an infomercial at this point. (laughs) I'm going to be like that lady that sells you the copper pots. Look at this. You can put 400 pounds of manure in it, and it <laughs> slides right out. Then you can make an omelet. You got another line, Kevin? You gotta, you gotta... I'm waiting
2: for you to say, plus you can leave
0: a comment and let oh, us know if you're sorry, liking what you like are like. Plus, next. you can leave a comment to let us know what you are liking, what <laughs> you're not liking at this point, mm-hmm. or what guests you'd like to hear next.
2: So head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think of our little show. Speaking of little, I'll tell you a story about Charles Lawton later. Thanks, guys.